And welcome back to Thoughts of the Roundtable, but Paul's not here. It's just me, your host, Matt Rebar, and I'm joined with two very special guests. You know, I got a reach out from my good friend Gigi, and she had this topic in mind that I thought was really important. You know, I don't know much about it, uh, probably for a lot of reasons, uh, but we're going to talk more about it. So I'm joined with Gigi Davis, who does game day presentation of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Kristen Nett, coordinator of Royal Charities at Kansas City Royals. But more importantly, I think founder of women in sports helping inspire the next generation which stands for wishing and um, i'm really excited to get into it so thanks for both joining me i want to hear both of your stories of how and why sports why working in sports why was that you know your journey to get there what was the inspo what was the idea what was what did it take to kind of get to that point um, and a little bit about why you're passionate about working in sports. So whoever wants to take the bite first, go for it. Sure. Um, so I'm originally from Wisconsin um, and grew up a big Badger, Packer, Cubs, everything fan, and just sports were in my DNA, I swear, growing up, a lot of my best memories were watching sports. Um, but I'm also very passionate about helping others and creating equal opportunities for others, which is why I was super interested in community relations in sports or um, charities in sports. So it's a great way to mix my love of helping others with uh, my love of sports and not a career path I saw myself going into at all, which we'll get to why wishing was started. <laughs> So for me, it's a really interesting path. Born and raised here on the shores of Lake Erie. I worked in baseball. That's that's how they announce it. I steal it every time. Um, most people don't know this. I actually have a dual BA. One's in tourism and hospitality. The other one's actually in sports management. Then that took me on a really crazy ride. I went out west. I worked out in California and Colorado, working, blending them both together, working at ski resorts. Most people don't realize is that the ski resorts I worked at, Copper, Arapaho Basin, Breckenridge, Mammoth, Heavenly, just to drop a couple. Most people ski there, actually. They actually are the final stops on massive tours. So guys, think Winter Olympics. Think Slope Style. Think Super Pipe. So think Chloe Kim. Think Sean White. Think J Jamie Anderson. Their final stops to qualify for those Winter Olympics is actually at Mammoth. In Copper out in Colorado and at Breckenridge, think Rev Tour, think Winter X Games. That actually kind of just combined everything I did. And then very unoriginal, living my best life and COVID happened and I had to move home. Worked for the Indians, now the Guardians, back when I was in high school doing concessions. So I came back, worked there, retired after five and a half seasons. And now I'm working in hockey and I'm just loving every minute of it. Yeah, and my story real quick, um, and the reason I met Gigi in the first place is because I do hosting game operations on air. Not on air, because we're not on air, but you know, it's really hard to describe it to the people who don't get it, because I'll say, oh, I host for the monsters, I host for the, uh, the captains are charged and they go, oh, so like, like a restaurant host. And I'm like, no, I mean, like, it's, it's not that, but we call it host. And it's like more like announcer. It's, it's very, I know the term makes people think that I'm like at the cheesecake factory or something. So, uh, but no, and it's funny. I think for me, what I enjoy most about working in this field is the entertainment. I mean, what's cool about it is, yes, we have a game, you know, we have the hockey game, we have the basketball game, baseball game, but, you know, people come for the experience. They want to have a little snacks. They want to see a little game with, you know, people running on the field dressed as tacos or hot dogs or whatever. And uh, to be part of that, I think is really fun. So uh, Kristen, I think you set it up really well for us. Walk us through how 
wishing started or even maybe even before that, like what were some experiences that you were dealing with that you're like, Ooh, like this is a problem or I'm seeing an opportunity or, you know, walk us through that inception. Um, I was just taught from a really young age that, um, not everyone is born into the greatest situation. Um, me, I had two parents, both work jobs, never had to worry about where anything was coming from, um, my next meal, clothes, that kind of stuff. And my my mom taught me from a really young age that not every kid grows up like that. So we need to do what we can to help those who are maybe in situations that aren't super desirable. Um, so that's kind of where wishing the idea started. Um, just working in sports as well. Um, it's not easy to get here. You need to have a lot of connections. You need to have a lot of people helping you. Um, and also I felt as if I didn't have a ton of career exploration opportunities growing up. So that was another reason why I wanted to start wishing, um, just to give women who are in underserved communities opportunities to learn about careers in sports at a younger age, um, and helping surround them with women who are already in the industry to kind of have as mentors and have their back and um, just be a support for them and for women. Mm -hmm. I'm curious too, you know, to go into detail, like what are, what are some of the barriers that women are experiencing when it comes to working um, in sports? And maybe that's at, you know, the minor major leagues, or even, you know, as simple as local physical education. Oh, Gigi, I see Gigi's hand slowly. I mean, let's talk Gigi, go for it. Let's talk about it. Pay. If we have kids, like, God forbid, Matt, you know, we work in hockey. God forbid you have a kid or even want to go on a vacation between give or take October 15th and let's say two weeks after Easter. They look at you like you're a Russian asset or something. If you have children, if you have family, if you just have lives, like, let's talk about it. We don't get paid the same. Childcare is extremely, extremely, extremely expensive. The list can go on. Mm -hmm. I think we also need to really talk about this. Sorry, Kristen, but just to finish up this point, we really need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Sports happens at night. Mm. Let's do work in baseball, and there's a matinee game. For people who don't know, matinee game means a game that starts between about one and three o'clock, give or take. Um, Unless there's a matinee game, your game will start at seven or eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Do you have childcare lined up for your kids? Is your kid's homework done? Do you have meals pre-planned for your kids and i'm including for us who are married our adult husband children as well in that <laughs> equation it's those very small things that most people don't think about that it's just harder for women to do mm-hmm. yeah i think representation too you don't see a lot of women well now you do i think it's gotten a lot better you know on tv um women's sports i think just the just like Caitlin Clark with Iowa women's basketball just completely like changed the game. The coverage seems um, people are covering women's sports now a lot than they were in the past, but I think representation, just young women aren't seeing themselves in these roles. And if they are, it's, it's only the like sports reporter who has to look cute and wear dresses and, you know, um, not do some of the more, the more physical roles like stadium operations and um, sports casters, uh, that kind of stuff. So I think representation really matters too. 
And we also need to talk about it, representation in non-employee roles or non-athlete lead roles. Caitlin Clark's amazing. Angel Reese is amazing. Flage Johnson is amazing. Our U.S. women's soccer team is amazing. I can't think of any other names off the top of my head right now. But we also need to put respect on Kim Mulkey's name. We need to sit here and put respect on the women who work in the front office, because at the end of the day, women who work in sports in that front office, in that back office, doing stadium operations, the person handing you your popcorn, the one checking your ticket, the one annoying you because you decided to bring in spray on sunscreen into a baseball stadium, even though you know better. You need to be putting respect on their names, because at the end of the day, those are the women who literally make the game that you're there to see happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point is that, yes, the players are the ones playing the game, but there's so much more that's happening to put on that game to host in an arena or a stadium. Kristen, I'm curious. I mean, I have so many questions, so I'm, I'm going to try and like remember them all. I, sh- I need a, like a notepad to be like etching them down. Um, do you think that there, you know, I'm curious if you or people within Wishing who you've worked with, is there also this kind of expectation that like women are providing more like emotional support, like this idea of like men around them are like, oh, like women can handle like the emotion or like these these little like nuances or like staff, even cleaning up at the the fridge. It's like, oh, well, Betty can do that. Is there experiences even where, you know, whereas because, you know, I work full time at an art museum, it's pretty you know, it feels a bit more like, oh, like who can clean the fridge? Anyone can. Or, you know, there, I don't ever feel like I'm in the position where I'm like, you know, giving certain duties or labors to, you know, my female or female identifying colleagues. So I'm curious if that is another issue that some people are facing right now. I feel like it can be like that in any industry. Um, I I feel really lucky because my organization is, I mean, we have more women right now in my department than men, which is really, you know, that's not usually something you see all the time. Um, and uh, I feel like it can be like that at some places, um, but just like any industry, it can be, can be a little difficult like that. Mm-hmm. Anything to add, Gigi? I think it's just, it's not the microaggressions, it's the assumed gender roles that everybody thinks women, we are less likely to cause a rust or a fuss. We're more likely, frankly, to have OCD and who will want things to be put back and tidy before we leave for the day or before we leave for, for the weekend. We're more likely the ones to clean up because a lot of us do not like, the the quote I always like is, I don't like walking into a dirty kitchen. If that's in my house or if that or if that's at my job, we're more likely the ones to clean up. And I think it's getting better. I think I don't want to sit here and quote the calves, but I think they're pretty close to 50 50 when it comes to the to the gender oh, split. Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. I we, we also talked a little bit kind of hinting at, you know, women we're seeing we're having more visibility of women in sports. Do you think, you know, with social media, we're in a TikTok culture. Is that helping people? Or, you know, are there benefits, consequences? What is that? Um, is that providing some light on these issues, do you think, Kristen? I know that Gigi would probably be able to answer this one better because she's <laughs> not serious. You are the um it's funny, we're trying to get um takeovers, people to do wishing mentors to do takeovers, and Gigi's like, I'll do it because she's so good at it. So yes. go ahead. <laughs> Gigi, take it away. I do hashtag get ready with me 36 times a year. I do them as I'm doing my hair and my makeup. You guys have probably seen them in my Instagram store. You just pop your phone up. Ladies, let's not act like we don't 
let's not act like we wake up like this. I understand there's no video of this. We are all literally in our beds in our PJs with with with, with hoodies on right now. We have our hair's not done, our makeup's not done. So for me, full hair and makeup, it's a two and a half hour process. I prop my phone up there and I literally talk into my camera as I'm getting ready. Mm-hmm. Out of all seriousness, there's a couple really cool TikTokers I follow. And one of them works for the Dallas Cowboys. Another one actually works for the Tennessee Titans. And they are not massive front office people. I believe one does community relations. I believe one's in stadium stadium operations. And it's just that day-to-day grind. For example, most people don't know this. Um, the NFL schedules just got released, give or take. What, what was that, guys, about? Sorry, I don't work in Like football. a week ago, maybe. About a week ago. The Dallas Cowboys also just hosted... I'm going to say the wrong one, so I'm not going to say which one I think it is. One of the country music awards. It was actually at the Star, which is the training facility for the Dallas Cowboys. And what this girl did on TikTok for about the past two and a half, maybe three weeks, is she showed us the process and the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. of getting ready for the schedule to be released on the same day as this awesome country music awards. And I'm not going to say which one I think it is because it's probably the wrong one. So following stuff like that, that's actually behind the scenes has been really cool. Really getting into TikTok is great for get readies with me's and doing the day in the life to see most people don't actually know this. This is a very interesting fact. There is a lot of stuff that happens during the off season. The only thing mm-hmm. I believe in season right now is baseball. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong about that. But when it comes to major league sports, I believe it's baseball, possibly lacrosse. And I think golf. But for all the other big sports, think about it. Basketball, think about it. Hockey, think about it. Football. They're technically an off season. Most people think everybody's just at home chilling. But no, they are prepping for the next season. If it's announcing the schedule, if it's Matt, you and I, we we work in basketball and hockey. It's getting those promos ready for next season. It's stuff like that. So actually being able to see what happens on a quote-unquote non-game day or a non-season has actually been really cool and beneficial for people. I yeah. do think that, oh, go, Kristen. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I do think sometimes that social, just like anything, social media can also be a bad thing. Um, I think it has glamorized working in sports, which – we all love working in sports. Like that's why we're in it. We love it. Um, there's the fun moments. You get to go to the world series game. You get your championship ring. If your team wins, like there's all these cool moments, but I think that social media doesn't do the greatest job of showing all the work, all the hours you're putting, um, into this product, which turns out to be amazing. But when you were talking about kind of the TikTok or putting in the videos of all the work they were doing for the ACM awards. Thank you. Cause I was about <laughs> um, yeah. to say the CMAs. Yeah. So definitely just being realistic about what working in sports is too, but don't get us wrong. Like we obviously know it's incredible and mm-hmm. very, very rewarding. Are and I, some, think Kristen, oh, I think Kristen specifically, I give more empathy and compassion to anybody who works in baseball. That's because a homestand can be in Matt. You understand exactly what I'm talking about. It can be anywhere between seven and nine days. And don't let there be hashtag a doubleheader in there as well. So I think people... Working in sports has been glamorized so much, especially with the advent of Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. But the true blood, sweat, and tears in community and relations and those true best friends you're, you you build through those crazy, you guys, we all have stories. We've all worked in baseball. 
the rain delay, the game does not start until midnight. It goes 15 innings. Still have PTSD about that one game, by the way. <laughs> and then you turn around because that game was on a Saturday. And then Mondays and then Sundays, your matinee, which means it's a one o'clock game. Mm-hmm. Those just those really small examples. People truly don't realize how many hours we really true. We really do put into working in sports. Mm-hmm. And that's if you're a part time team member, which means you are hashtag paid by the hour or you're a full time team member and you are salary. Yeah, I mean, in those cases, too, like, I think something that's untalked about it is really the sacrifice that goes into having, I mean, you're loving what you do, right? But in a way, you're like, oh, gosh, I'm going to be doing 80 hours this week or, you know, 70 hours this week. And, you know, I think that goes untalked about for sure. Is there any other things that, you know, both either of you feel like, you know, this isn't really talked about? Like, you know, we we see the glamour, we see the fun, we see the the fireworks, but we're not, what are we not maybe seeing the injuries that non that non-athletes get mm. that can be something as simple from a sprain to a stress fracture to a really nasty a really nasty cold or flu or even covid can wipe out an entire department mm-hmm. and for us who work in winter sports specifically we have seen it and we know exactly what we're talking about mm-hmm. It can be something as simple as the back pain. I always tell everybody, and this is going to sound really stupid, buy a smartwatch. You will be amazed by how many steps you do during sports season, during hockey season. On a game day, I'm averaging 20,000 steps a day. Don't let it be an outdoor classic, but I did 40. (laughs) (laughs) But most people don't understand that people who work in sports, we don't have to be athletes. We do get injuries. It can be a physical injury. It can be us just getting really sick. And most of us, and this sounds really bad, especially post-COVID, so may God bless my soul, we will work through being sick. Mm -hmm. And that will be to our detriment. And I think that's not talked about a lot at all. And like the mental and emotional health too. I mean, you know, the physical health, you know, the COVID and the, and the flu, but like the stress or, you know, like, you know, having to maybe even be like socially, like your social life can, you know, I'm sure at some points like, Oh, what are you doing this weekend? I am literally working. (laughs) And I do that like in general to myself, but you know, it's different when like, you know, I'm taking on additional labor, but when, you know, you know, maybe you're in a salary or financially, you have to be working those part-time hours. Right. That's, I mean, little bit of a, more of a sacrifice too. So Kristen, what is wishing currently doing? What, what is on the agenda for the nonprofit? Sure. Um, so wishing um, started back in November. Um, basically we were just looking for women working in sports like me and Gigi who were interested in giving back to women um, in underserved communities, title one high schools um, and being a mentor for them, but also teaching them what it's like to work in the sports industry and eventually hoping that we get more women in the sports industry, especially women of color as well. Um, because as we all know, there's a big disparity uh, there in the sports industry. Uh, We received our nonprofit status in March, which was really exciting. So we've been able to accept donations and everything, which will be going towards scholarships for women who may not be able to afford college without them. Um, And really, we've just been trying to get the word out about ourselves. So again, we really thank you for this opportunity. Um, We are reaching out to schools, foster care organizations to try to recruit women to our program. Um, And the program starts in September and goes till May. And Mm -hmm. what you can see in that is um, they're learning our curriculum and also getting one on one time with their mentor. 
So tell me more about the curriculum. What exactly, you know, will you be teaching? And then I, I, I mean, again, so many questions. I'm also curious what that mentorship program looks like. So walk me through, let's pretend I, I get through, I'm one of your recruits for September. Uh, walk me through, like, what's that going to look like? Yeah. So the student dedicates about two hours per month and the mentor as well. The first hour is a large group session with all the other mentors and students from that area or that school. And they're learning our curriculum, which is anything from um, the different careers in sports, um, tailoring your resume or cover letter to a job in sports, finding internships in sports, even things like I know Gigi wants to do a segment about um, being a having a family and a you know a husband when you're working in sports, mm. which is cool as well. Um, and then the second hour per month is the one-on-one with the mentor and the mentee. And that's just to really talk about, you know, what they learned in the curriculum, ask any questions, but also develop a relationship because sometimes not everyone has someone in their corner to support them. And that's what we want to be for our high school students. Mm-hmm. And I'm and going off of that too, you know, what are you looking for in a student and what are you looking for in a mentor? That's good too. And Gigi, if you want to chime in too, as well, um, students, just an interest in our program. You know, we want people who are dedicated and are going to show up. Um, you don't have to, you're not signing anything. You don't have to end up working in sports long-term. Um, it's just, if you have a general interest and then mentors, um, you have to be working in sports in some capacity. So we have women working for teams like, you know, uh, me and Gigi, um, we have NHL, NFL collegiate sports, but then we also have the other side of the, um, spectrum, which is, um, like sports marketing firms and special Olympics. We have some people, uh, some mentors from there as well. So a large variety of women working in sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you launching this nationally? Is it going to be virtual? Like, so I know you're, I'm assuming based out of Kansas city. So is the goal to kind of maybe be physical on the ground in Kansas city and then start to build roots to be physical elsewhere? So we have about 230 mentors across the nation in Ah. 38 different states. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's that quick. Yeah, it was crazy. Like I said, trust me, I did not want to have a nonprofit. That was not what I wanted at all because I know how much goes into it. uh, Money, time. Mm -hmm. Um, But here we are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the goal is to have people be in person as much as possible because we know the benefits of face-to-face interaction, but Mm -hmm. we know for the first couple of years, it may have to be virtual until we expand to Mm -hmm. more cities. Yeah. Well, I think you have that flexibility of people who, Hey, I'm in Cleveland. Hey, I'm in Kansas city. Hey, I'm in Tulsa. Um, I don't know why Tulsa, Tulsa. but (laughs) you know, I think it was like Kansas city. I was like stuck on, I was like, Oh, what's in that area? Tulsa. Um, I love I love the idea of, you know, going for in person, but I think it's good that, you know, maybe you have, you know, um, a young woman, a young girl who's looking for like maybe education mentorship, who's in the middle of, you know, X Nebraska. And maybe it is hard to, you know, get to that location, um, you know, or, or maybe it's one of those things where it's virtual and then, you know, it, it turns into in person eventually. But no, that's awesome. So right now, what do you need 
from our listeners? What do you need from potentially people who maybe listen to this because they subscribe to our feed and they're so confused right now because they're like, oh, I thought this was kind of like a comedy, political slash sociological podcast. And they're like, there's an interview about, you know, women in sports. But also maybe people are just listening to this because they wanted to hear more about you or more about the organization. Um, What do you need from us? I can go and then Gigi, I'm sure you have some thoughts too. Um, just, just support, you know, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, wishing underscore org org. Um, if you know of a woman who's interested in a career in sports, definitely connect, connect us. If you work at a high school, if you work with students, please spread the word. Um, we're just really looking for students to be involved in our program right now, but also looking for partners to support, support us financially. So any sports organizations, any individual donors, anyone who really believes in our mission and what we do. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, we're also looking for a couple more mentors, definitely. And it doesn't have to be the Cleveland area. It doesn't have to be Kansas City. So it can be actually nationally anywhere you're located. Please reach out to us. And we're also looking for students. So if you have if Matt or students who are listening to this podcast, please reach out to us if you are interested in being a mentee or wishing. Mm-hmm. And I just looked it up on Facebook. It was super easy to find. So, um, and I just gave it a like, Avi. Um, and you. of course, if you want to check out that mentorship program, wishing mentors at gmail.com. And the website, I believe, is wishingmentors.wixsite.com. We're going to get our own domain soon, I promise. No, listen, listen. <laughs> I pay 60 bucks a year for my personal domain and my LLC. So it's 120 a year. And trust me, that's a lot of money for me. I'm like, that's like 15 piatables right there. Like, I don't, it's a, it's a lot of money. Um, but no, and I, I'm looking at the website, it looks great. And uh, it's just exciting, I think. So um, I think we covered everything. I do want to, I have a question that I want to close out on, but is there anything else about wishing that, that we haven't talked about, um, you know, and what maybe, oh, actually, now I have two questions. Look at me. Um, what's, what's your five-year plan with wishing? Where do you want to go? What do you wish? Uh, for wishing. Yeah. So obviously our, our vision is that we have seen that we see more women in the sports industry and that we help women who are in undesirable places, have the educational and financial resources to pursue a career in the sports industry. So that's the first thing we hope to see in five years that we played some part in that. Mm -hmm. Um, But also we, you know, I would love to be able to take this to um, MLB, NHL, NFL and partner with them on this so we can individually, you know, sorry, work together to get um, to impact as many students as we can in those in those front offices. So um, a lot of big plans also to eventually have it be <laughs> a full time job, because right now it's hard to do both. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you, Gigi? Where do you want to see wishing in five years? I definitely want to see wishing Im- implemented, not just in the MLB, the NFL, NFL, and the NHL front offices, but in teams throughout the country. And that can be major league teams. It can be minor league teams. It can be the AA or the AAA affiliate. It can be the AHL. It can be the ECHL. It can also be in a lot of high schools and even junior colleges across the country as well. Because I think Wishing has the possibility to grow, to truly grow nationally because it is a homegrown organization. Mm-hmm. 
And I think, sorry, I'll just say one quick thing. You know, mentorship is not unique, right? Like Mm -hmm. this, it is not a unique thing that we're doing here. It's been around forever. There's so many great organizations who do it so well. But what is unique about us is that we are truly wanting to help those who need it the most. And that's what wishing is for and what wishing the population that wishing targets. So um, just really excited to continue to grow. Yeah. And I'm going to say one final thing. The girls who work in wishing are truly amazing. It's incredible. I will talk to Kristen about nothing that is related to do with wishing. Like Kristen is like truly a friend. These women are truly amazing. We are all busy, but we all make time for each other and we all make time for wishing. And I think that's super important because I think there's a massive difference. There's a lot of great organizations out there who do amazing work and do amazing mentorship. But if mentorship is not one-on-one, it's really hard to to develop those interpersonal relationships with, with students. And also working in sports is such of a unique job and such a unique opportunity because most people think working in sports they think you're Kim Mulkey but also I want everybody to think the last time they went to a sporting event working in sports can be the security who stole your sunscreen because you decided to bring an aerosol into a baseball stadium it can be the nice customer service lady who helped you find your seat it can be the cashier, it can be your ticket sales rep, it can be your concession person, it can be Matt hosting you, trying to get you to do a ridiculous game on the ice, it can be the PA announcer, it can be the ice patrol who's out there cleaning the ice, it can truly be anything. Mm -hmm. So my last question is kind of three-pronged because, I, I don't know, I was just thinking about what you said earlier about, you know, kind of representation of all, and I felt like maybe this would be a great way to kind of put this last question, frame it. What would you say to maybe, you know, a preteen, young teen girl who, you know, likes sports but maybe is feeling discouraged or not feeling sure, you know, if that's viable or you know, in that position, what would you say to maybe someone of high school graduation age um, as they look forward to the future, leaving high school? And what would you say to someone maybe in their 20s, 30s, maybe even 40s, 50s, uh, who is maybe like trying to still get in there or try or maybe want a whole career change altogether? Um, what would you say in those to those three different archetypes of people? Gigi, take us away first. This is something that I'm personally really passionate about because this is actually how I got into sports, specifically at the Cavs and and specifically how I got into sports and baseball. Start part-time. If you are 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, it depends on the organization. It depends on the league. Go on their website. Mm -hmm. If you are graduating from high school right now, baseball is currently in season. Most baseball teams are actively hiring. If you are 18 years old, there's a very real possibility you can get a job this season working in sports. Granted, it may be security, it may be retail, it may be customer service, but that is a good foot in the door. It's also great for if you're in your 20s, 30s, or 40s and you want to do a career change or you are a senior citizen and you're you retired and you realize you are bored, start part-time. I truly think starting part-time, it's great because I'm a firm believer in it. Number one, it builds character. Number two, depending on where you are in your li- in your stages in life, it gets you a job. But I am the biggest believer in starting part-time. I started working in sports for perspective when I was 15 years old doing concessions for the Cleveland Guardians. I'm now 27. So you don't look like a day over 20 though, but you know, that's a different, that's a different (laughs) podcast special. That's like the skincare routine podcast special. Um, Kristen, I do that too. Cause my skincare routine is good. (laughs) Listen, I'm, I'm here for the good content. 
Uh, yeah. Kristen, I'll pose the same question. I know there's like a lot of different angles with it. So uh, if you're overwhelmed, I, I apologize, but no, I, I, just, <laughs> yeah. I just think it's really important to make connections and don't be afraid to reach out. I remember being so afraid when I was like in college to email that hiring director or reach out. LinkedIn wasn't really big when I was in college. Sorry, I'm aging myself, but, but take advantage of LinkedIn now. It is like crazy how much LinkedIn has blown up and helped people and got them to where they are now. So just don't be afraid to reach out because look, 230 women are wanting to help other women. That's just those who have heard about through LinkedIn, through LinkedIn. Yes, exactly. Through LinkedIn. That was our biggest recruiting. So there are plenty of people out there who want to help people who were in their position. And we were all in their position at one time. Mm -hmm trying to find a job or internship in sports and not knowing how we were going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the old, um, sorry, older, um, I think those who are in, you know, upper thirties, forties, who are looking for a career change, you might have to start with some volunteer opportunities if you've never been in sports or like Gigi said, part-time, but just don't be afraid to reach out because if you reach out, they're going to remember you and they're going to remember you for a position that their department's hiring for now in sports. So yeah, and, and I would say too. Oh, go for it, Gigi. And really quick, specifically, because I'm really big on starting part time. Depending on the organization you work for, specifically if you work for a basketball organization, even when basketball is not in season, that building, that physical building you work for, will still be busy. Concerts still come into town. If conventions still coming, it's coming into town. For example, Cleveland hosted the RNC in 2016. Mm-hmm concerts events just private events public events all of that stuff still comes into town in the physical building you work in so while part-time oh there may only be let's see somebody tell me if i'm wrong there's give or take 80 baseball games in professional baseball there's give or take 36 basketball 30 32 basketball games give or take 36 hockey games there are still other events in that building when that building is quote unquote dark. So just really realize that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to kind of go off of the things that have been said, you know, you might be in your thirties, forties in a career path and X, but you know, sport teams need accountants. They need lawyers. They need like, I mean, I could, I'm trying to think of I, I, a lot of things that you might be doing right now transfers over or, you know, in a way kind of, substitutes itself right you know you might not think oh well i don't have experience doing x but i do y and y and x have a lot of overlap so i think kind of being creative in your approach too can work as well um well i want to thank both of you for taking the time today i really appreciate it uh one more time if you want if you need more information women in sports helping inspire the next generation you can find that on facebook i'll have the link in the show notes and of course, wishing mentors at gmail.com if you want to be a mentor. The fact that, you know, almost 300 people have signed up to be mentors on a couple of LinkedIn posts tells me that there is a lot of value in this, in this need to create kind of a support system, a mentorship system. Um, and so I hope that this maybe motivates people, helps spread the word, you know, and, uh, Gets you a few more, hopefully, uh, to start this upcoming school year. So we'll have to touch base. We'll have to keep in touch. And um, I'm excited to see how the first year goes. And, you know, I'm sure Gigi, I mean, Gigi's going to tell me what's going on. Uh, I just (laughs) have to make sure that my phone is, you know, turned on because, you know, we play phone tag a lot. But (laughs) 
high school with tea. Yes, awesome. Well, thanks again. Any last anything? Uh, any last uh, statements for the record? Anything? Go Celtics! <laughs> I like how everyone paused and then we all came in at the same time. All right, last thoughts of Christian. Go. Just kidding. Uh, thanks to my parents, sister, and brother-in-law for all your support. Oh, that's really cute. And yeah, shout out to family, good family who follows your back. I mean, that's that's hard to come by. Uh, and Gigi, last thoughts. Follow Wishing on all socials. Yes, get the social, and I hope to see some Gigi content on there. I oh better. I need a Home Gigi openers October twentieth. <laughs> I know it's gonna. It it feels like it's like months away because it is. No, but it's not. <laughs> eventually, it's gonna be like here tomorrow. We're gonna a whole new season of fun and you know dot 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 i will i'll save that for after the podcast but uh <laughs> well thanks again kristen thanks again Gigi. and uh on behalf of me and paul and thoughts of the roundtable thank you for coming on and peace out have a good night Bye.